Fat Trips, welcome back to the With Mates Podcast. My name is Andrew Grayson, your host as ever, and we are back in the superhero world, but wait, it's not Marvel. No, we're back with Amazon Prime, because Amazon Prime are churning out some fucking belters, in my opinion. Yes, we are here to talk about the animated series Invincible, season two, and I've come to realise there are quite a few shows that we haven't actually addressed on this show. Invincible, we didn't talk about. The boys, we haven't talked about. We did do Gen V, but now we're talking about Invincible. And joining me is my panel of super guests. Yes, the gang is back together. It's the one, it's the only, it's the babyest of boons. It's baby boon, Joseph Boon. All right, mate, how you doing? I don't know why I chose this voice to start, but all right. I'll stop it now. Hi. Cross between horny and scared. It's the best kind of feeling <laughs> to have. He is the smackiest of smacks. It's Polly Smack, Paul Stirrett. Flying through the air. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's it's Paul falling through the sky right down to sit here and talk to you about superheroes. Because that's with, still something we do. With a smile on his face, maybe? We'll need to find out. Well, you'll find out. <laughs> and he is our fearless leader. It's the one. It's the only Craig Andrew Mooney. I feel great. I feel superb. I feel... If you well, got that joke, that, I don't, that's, I don't, that's I don't, the point where we, we, we edit in the title card of Invincible. Exactly. Um, because that was the, the running joke throughout the entire series. Audio yeah. podcast, folks. We can't edit in anything. <laughs> How are Somewhere. we, lads? Good, yeah. man. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Coming out of a sickness, disturbed no more. Like, like yeah, we're, we're vibing, we're thriving. That's I mean, I feel, I feel great, and I'll tell you why. I don't know if Andrew's processed this or Paul's processed this quite yet, but you're going to be on TV at Christmas. You're going to be on TV at Christmas. I'm going to be on TV at Christmas because, lads, the difference between us got bought. It's going to be on TV in this festive period. Oh, lads, we did it. That is so cool. such great it's news. So Again, shout out to Etienne and everyone yeah. um, for all their hard work, especially Craig and Paul and stuff like that. I've just sat back. I'm just I'm just sitting here waving. But it's amazing work. So pleased for you guys, for me, for everyone that's worked so hard for Difference Between Us. In my head, I'm going, is it a festive film? Is it? There's some festivities in it, but, you know, there's some other Who's stuff it? that might not be so yeah. festive. Well, but I mean, it's definitely festive. Paul's in it. The Grinch himself. Yeah, exactly. Like, there he's there. But, yeah. Absolutely amazing news. I was so chuffed when Craig Kinda he messaged us to let us know. I didn't realise it was public knowledge now, but there you go, it's out there. Um but yes, some very, very good news, Paul. What have you been up to? You still working Little grinching working Grinching about Grinching like a M and Fer So wait a minute, quick one before as well. Quick one before we get into Invincible because I realised like Joseph, did you go and see Killers of the, the Flowerman? I didn't. I was very ill, and I was like, I, I could not. I, yeah. I just couldn't sit through four hours. Yeah. I did kind of warn him because myself, Craig, and Paul, uh, and Junior, who's not on the podcast, but we all went seeing Killers of Flowerman. Did we enjoy it, lads? Just a quick, quick review. My, my quick summary is: it is a fantastic two and a half hour movie trapped in a three and a half hour movie. Fair. Craig? I, I I agree. Yeah, it's a, it's, it was a fantastic watch, but yes, a little on the long side, but hey, yeah. it, it's a film. It's Scorsese. He's allowed to do that, and yeah. I would agree. Fantastic film, but it's far too long. Um, I was just out of interest because I was giving Boone the warning where I was like, mate, it's really good, but like fucking four hours, mate. Like you're there for four hours. Because again, that's the other thing as well. Trailers beforehand. 
makes it four hours. No, like I genuinely messaged my pal. I was like, mate, I feel rougher than a badger's arse right now, so let's <laughs> not go. And she was like, sound, sound, you look after yourself. Yeah. Oh, come on, streaming. You can put, put it as a three-part fucking series. Did they not do that with the Irishman as well? But anyway, mm. talking of TV, let's talk about Invincible. Um, Invincible is another project from the whole Seth Rogen production team. I'm sure they had, they've got fingers in the boys and Gen V. So that's an animated series. For those that don't know, it's probably one of the most stacked cast-wise uh, shows I have ever seen. Uh, a friend of mine has never ever watched it. The friend that got me into the boys, I then suggested you should watch Invincible. So he binged, uh, my mate Craig, he, he binged the first series and that was the first thing he said to me. He's like, mate, how many fucking stars are in this? I was like, yeah. Um, what's your background with the boys, lads? Did we watch it before or did we? are we just getting into it now? The boys love them. Not the boys, boys. sorry. Uh, Invincible, sorry. Long day, long week. Yeah, uh, yeah. Seen the first season. So, mm-hmm. but I've I know nothing else of the. I, I just thought it was a cartoon. But nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wasn't familiar with the comic book at all, uh, and purposely I've stayed away from mm. the story, so I don't get anything spoiled for myself. But yeah, it was one of those things like when it when the season one came out, it was something that kind of just dropped. Yeah, and I didn't know much about it, but then I just like slowly as the weeks progressed more and more people were just talking about it and mm. hyping up and then you go and look on imdb and you just see as you said the stacked voice cast mm-hmm. um and that, that that's what that's why i watched it in the first place i had no frame of reference just i went off the you know the voice cast and what everyone was saying about it and i just fucking loved it i thought it was a breath of breath of fresh air and outstanding outstanding tv um but yeah and i'm loving the second season so far as well well to hear what were you joseph uh i was aware of invincible from my days of hanging around forbidden planet in aberdeen nice. um, oh by the just, way can i just sh- shout out to forbidden planet in aberdeen i fucking loved that place when i was younger mate it was a haven and i was so sad when it shut down um and yeah so i kind of knew what it was like vaguely and then um because i had a few pals that were kind of into those kind of more niche superhero so- uh, comic books um and when the series dropped, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll give it, I'll give it a go." And then I was like, "J.K. Simmons as Omni Man, I am there. That that is me sold. Like you put J.K. Simmons in anything, and I will watch. Like hell, the Eminem adverts. That's <laughs> I'm always watching them. Took me. I'm sure it was Craig that actually revealed that to me that he was the green Eminem. Um. So yes, we are here now to talk about Invincible. I'm very much the same. I I've never really read the comics. Um. I was. I think I was. Like barely late to this, I didn't watch this. I think the first three episodes had out when um season one first arrived, but that first episode in season one where you get the end, and I was like, oh, I am hooked. Um, so yeah, like to me, I'm not the biggest watcher of animated stuff, but there's something about this. Again, it's the superhero genre. I'm fucking all about that shit. But we are here today to talk about the first two episodes of season two. So we have episode one, A Lesson for Your Next Life, and episode two, fantastically titled, In About Six Hours, I Lose My Virginity to a Fish. If that doesn't tell you what this show is, nothing will. Um, so yes, for new... I was new- actually going to take some exception with that. Why? And that's right, I'm already on my my train of taking exception with things because that is a boys thing not an invincible thing those kind of silly titles the boys or i thought that. i thought you meant fucking fish when you were talking I mean, about that i mean when in rome you know you you know but uh, it wouldn't take me six hours to get there <laughs> When at when in Atlantis, you know, um, do as the Atlanteans do. 
So yeah, we're here to talk about the first two episodes. For listeners older than you, um, we will give our top thoughts on the first couple of episodes. Uh, we won't go into any specifics until we give you a big old spoiler warning, and then we'll get into all the spoilerific details. But lads, first two episodes, are we back with a bang? Are we happy? Are we in? What's our thoughts? Dude, loving it. It's it's like, it's taken everything that was like really good about the first series like the the animation the voice the, the only stickler i had about the first series was the fact that a lot of times the music and background noise was overpowering the vocals and like the the, the voice because it was quite quiet in a lot of places and i'm sitting mm. there going hey speak up um but i think they've managed to improve that so like the 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 voice performance is coming through a lot clearer now the animation's just as solid and smooth the fight scenes are still as punchy and weighty and i think they've just overall amped up the 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 emotional weight from like the fallout of the first season into like how mark's character is developing and then i mean the cold open what a what an opening for a season mhm gorgeous mm-hmm. Loved it. Paul? Uh, can, can we please be done? Can, can we please be done with freaking multiverse? I knew that was what he was going to say. I am back in my day in comic books. Superheroes had one universe, and that's their job. It was to save that universe. And Paul. now we've got. Paul. multiple universes they're experimenting with the universes and i'm like no there's one universe and you save that one paul i don't argue with whatever your opinion is right but you just said two things that were inherently incorrect right back in your day was also our day for one okay so you're not that much older than us in fact no, i'm pretty certain i'm older than you and second of all these stories come from the comics back in the day, so they did do the multi- these are we're catching up with the comics. However, I do yeah. get I do I do actually get your sentiment because I kinda did the same like loved the opening, loved the idea and all that stuff. But there was another part of me when I went and Oh they're they're doing multiverse as well now. And it's like I feel as if like Marvel have kinda we've already had a nice big bit of Marvel and now they're doing multiverse, whereas like yeah, they're doing. But again, I've got no issue with it. I think if you tell a good story, cool, do it. Um, the thing I'm enjoying about these two episodes, it seems as if they're giving us many different kind of like villains, so you don't really know where your focus is supposed to be as to who is the big bad. I'm assuming it's who we get in episode one will ultimately be who we get kind of going forward. But in episode two, there was like three or four different kind of people where you went, oh, you're going to be a bad guy, you're going to be a bad guy. But yeah, like to me... Especially after episode one of season one, it's difficult for me to think that you could live up to said expectations. But the cold opening for episode one and how episode one ended, I was like, oh yeah, I'm so in. I'm so excited for this series. Uh, Craig, what about you, mate? Well, first of all, Paul, that's the story. Like, like from, <laughs> as, far, as, far, as far as I'm aware, that is the comic. That that is the story of the comic book. So they're adapting the comic books, and they're doing it very well. By the way, they're doing a very faithful adaptation from the rumors that I've heard, um, or the not rumors, but you know, what I mean, the rumblings yeah. that I've heard about about the show. Um, so that yeah, that's the story. So, um, but yeah, the, <laughs> but but uh, and actually, I quite like. Um, I quite like what they're doing with it. I know, I know, I know, and I get what he's saying. I get the idea that yeah, another multiverse story and all these things. But I actually quite like that it's something a little bit, a little bit different. And it's not. I don't think in. I don't think it's actually going to overpower. I mean, this is famous last words. I don't think it's actually going to overpower 
the actual core timeline and the core story. I think it's more of a case of that the villain who will not be named at this point um, is just going to be utilizing it, it, it in a certain way to kind of yeah, as part of I his or her plan. I just don't want the multiverse to overpower such gripping stories like marrying fish. <laughs> it's, well, I it's mean, just your Mon, Mon Mothma thing for this show. <laughs> I mean, we did technically get it, so it's not overpowering it. <laughs> I just, I think she was a, a handsome fish. That's all. That's you very know. fair. Um, and again, to get my, to get my thoughts on there, what you said, Craig. Like, I, I agree. I think, I think they will use the. I don't think they'll will get a lot of multiverse going forward now. I think they're using that idea as to the journey that. Um, invincible's going on like you see a lot of him talking about not wanting to be his father so when we get into spoilers i can kind of talk about like the opening and stuff like that once we get to the spoiler part but yeah like fair to say i think other than maybe paul not being so happy about there being more than one universe i think we're all fairly fairly positive on the first two episodes if i'm not wrong oh yeah well, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I, I, I still prefer um, season one. I don't think you can really top that opener. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I, th- I think it's very the difficult. One on you, Paul. Sorry. No, it was just. I think the season one opener is so different for the superhero genre. And my take on this so far is, I don't actually take this as a superhero comic book. I take this more as a superhero parody. Yeah. More than anything. Um, so that was very original for a sort of parody because a lot of the things in Invincible, I go, oh, right, yeah, that's clearly a reference to this, like the Martian we get in this episode. He's clearly a Martian man. I mean, he looks exactly like Martian man, you know. Um, They're not even really trying to hide what the references are, if you know what I mean. So I, I see this more as parody, but that was like the very original sort of idea mm. and so i'm just hoping that the originality continues but i think i think you can see that in the sense of from the likes of seth rogan and evan goldberg with this with the boys with gen v they're using things from more commonly watched and known things like marvel like dc but they're putting a funny as you say like parody twist on them and I think it suits, to me, I'm going, this is like an extension. It's not the same universe, obviously, but it's, to me, this is an extension of the boys. And it's a thing that we've discussed on this podcast before that I know Craig's a big advocate for, that you can do so much more in animation than you can um, in real life. Like, obviously, the, the, the big fight that we get in episode two, the CG that you would need to have for something like that, and it would look terrible and blah, 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 whereas in animation, it looks fucking great. Um, but yeah, like I feel as if I, I I don't think calling it a parody is is entirely wrong. But I feel as if they they tread the line between parody and making their own kind of original takes on mm. characters and stuff really really well. Mm. But let's... It, it also feels like like really it, like to use the phrase grounded in reality, where mm. like in, in a world with superheroes, because there's a lot of stuff, especially in, like, consequences. Um, I think is the word. Because, yeah, there's you know, a, there's consequences yeah. that that befall yeah. people. I mean, like, um, the one of the plot points from the first season when when uh, he travels into space uh, comes back and is now like a, a heavy hitter in the second season. There's consequences to Mark's actions, mm-hmm. and then especially when like in the first season when um, is the demon Dark Blood, he's like 
doing his thing, trying to detect whether or not um, uh, Omni Man's a bad dude. Instead of like coming to his office and being like, "You stop doing this, otherwise I'm going to send you back to hell." Just like Omni Man's just like, "Fuck off, mate," and then just flies away. It's just it feels like they're genuine conversations that are happening. Aside from the fact half of them are, you know, demons or people from space or superpowers. It feels really refreshing to have that level of dialogue. I agree. I feel like we've got to the point now. I feel like we've got to the point now where I need to give that big old spoiler warning. So if you've yet to watch episode one and two of Invincible, now's the time to pause the podcast, head on over to Amazon Prime or wherever you watch your shows, and then come on back and hear myself and the guys get into the spoiler details. So Let's start off episode two. Let's start off this cold open. This is one of the first times as well where, and it's something that we can kind of talk about in terms of just movie making and TV making in general. This was one of the first points or one of the shows for a long while where I was like, I'm so glad there's a recap because it's mm, been yeah. so long since I've seen the first one and I watched it again and I was like, ah, that's what happened. Uh, and the reason I bring that up is the writers, the director, I can't remember, producers, all that kind of stuff spoke about how this is now going to be the longest gap between uh, series. Uh, I think that's partially down to the writer strike. I think it's partially down to the actor strike and stuff like that. I think it's... What's the... Diff- uh, do we know the the time between them? Like when season one and season two? As in two like years. our time or... yeah. Yeah, it's been like two years, yeah. Yeah. So what they said was they're now going to be like pretty much, not yearly, but like maybe every 18 months or to a year. It sounds like they've got a plot for the next like five, six seasons as well. Like they know exactly where they want to go, which I think I find really reassuring, especially with what's happened with Star Wars and Marvel's now um, not really having a plan and stuff. But to get into the actual episodes, let's talk about the cold open. Who wants to start there was a moment maybe about i was like a minute into the episode and i'm like oh this has got to be a dream sequence <laughs> and then and then invincible like crushed um the immortal's head and i was like oh this has definitely got to be a dream sequence please let it be a dream sequence and then it kept going and kept going i was like oh no this is oh no what's happened has has is there something is this like going to be like the end of the series and we're going to flash back and the series is going to be progressing towards that and i was i I hate it when shows do that it's a a, it's a it's a pet peeve of mine i I really do not like it i don't hate it (laughs) and then they did like the dimension hopping thing and i was like oh cool they've immediately done multiverses better than marvel (laughs) i mean you're not just looking finale yet but you know I was just kind of hoping that uh, there was actually, again, a, sort of a new original twist uh, where we're going to go back a little bit in time and just basically, yeah, I kind of thought it was jumping to the end of the series and I was just like, yeah, he's uh, trying to deal with the fact that his uh, father's a superior being that came to take over the the, the earth and mm-hmm. prepare its way and yeah, he's now sort of snapped and came to the conclusion that was the right thing. And I'm like, cool, that's original, Yeah. Yeah, kill the immortal. I don't like him anyway. He should have been dead the first episode. He's called the immortal, though. He can't die. Yeah, but, he... but this is the thing, though, that, that I really like. Like, watching back on it, like, there's, there's a line where Omni Man's like, oh, he's lived for thousands of years. Omni Man fucks him up, and it's so mm. easy. And, like, to me, like, watching this guy 
and especially being voiced by like jk simmons like you can't help but love this piece of shit like you're like oh you're awful but you're fantastic and it's now grown to that point where omni-man's now in mortal kombat and they're doing like the fucking oh, I, mate, I don't know if you've seen lo- any of the trailers his like voice lines and that are so fucking good but as craig done the the pose as well that one of his uh is finish him move is the the train sequence or the subway sequence and i was just like it's so cool and it's like it's nice seeing like new and original characters making it into like mainstream kind of media where it makes it makes complete sense he's a he's he's definitely a mortal Kombat fighter with how vicious and uh over the top like fucking gory is and the, the moves as you and, and as we say like the, the head squeeze is in there the train sequence is in there but yeah i love the opening in the sense of like it, it, it's the demeanor that the omni-man kind of has and it's the point as well where uh invincible's on the screen and he's he's like listen guys we didn't come here to destroy your cities we're just here we're fighting back because you guys get it's how calm they are and you're just, yeah he's but just... I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting there looking at this going who the fuck's going to stop these guys like <laughs> like realistically who's going to stop them and I love it. I think it's so... To set up characters to be so overpowered, but yet you're still interested in them, because I feel like Marvel's done that recently, where it's they've gave characters too many powers, and you're just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, what? So where the fuck have they been? Whereas setting Invincible up and Omni-Man up um, as these two, like, dominating people that you're like, oh, yeah, you, we, we can't compete sets the stakes up that high for me that i I love the opening and i do like the idea i like the idea that if it does flash to that point by the end of the series i actually don't mind that i think that's actually a really clever twist where we now think it's multiverse but they're like actually no this is this is our kind of version and this is what's happened i quite like that idea Mm. yeah i think that's different but yeah and uh you know they're just like saying yeah come on you're not gonna you know, die horribly if you just don't fight. And then, uh, what was it? The the multiverse guy uh, just seems like a homeless guy <laughs> that he jumps through a portal. I, I liked the way Omni Man was like, uh, eh, "Forget it. We'll we'll get him some other time." It's not I, I, I let's love. Just, I let's love just massacre how, the rest of them. I love how Omni Man's just like, "Yeah, I don't give a fuck anymore. He's gone. I literally can't see him. He doesn't matter anymore." I'm such a cool character. Haven't eaten yet. Need to go. Come on, let's get going. <laughs> The other yeah, thing, he's like, he's like, I'm hungry. The other thing as well is the brutality of uh, again, like I've I've got this first episode on just to kind of refresh my memory, but um, the scene with uh, I, forgive me, I can't remember what's the ginger woman's name. Adam Eve. Oh, when he fucking like crushes Mate, her. He's like, Dude. I can't, I can't have you hurting anyone anymore. And he snaps her neck, and he's like, Oh, I'm really sorry, you had to kill your friend. And he's like, Oh no, I didn't kill her. She's just. Uh, disabled now like I, she's now crippled and, and can't he was move. practicing it he oh yeah yeah, yeah. Like, but it's omni-man's response he just goes oh i wondered what you were doing to the with those other- it, <laughs> yeah. it, it's it, it's 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 like commenting on like you know like oh you know what what were you what were you cooking the other night it's yeah. just it's so blasé really delivered so well but that's the thing that to me is the most terrifying thing of all where it is just something like oh you were flower picking last week oh that's why you were doing that it's like oh you were crippling all those people that's why you were mm-hmm. terrifying absolutely terrifying um but yeah i love this idea it's 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 a nice way to kind of refresh everyone's memory of oh yeah these guys are 
above all mm-hmm. in terms of superheroes. But it's it's also like, hey, this is the guy that Invincible didn't beat last season. Re- mm. Remember, remember him that beat the shit out of the main character and just yeah. flew off. That's him. Just remember that, guys, but, and but then I, you're left sitting with that. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a small bookmark of remember this guy because he's gonna he's he's not here just now, mm-hmm. but he might be back like sooner than you think. But yeah, fuck I it. I also, I, I also thought it was great for setting up um, Ang- Angstrom Levy's character. We'll talk about it obviously later on and stuff. But I thought it was a great way of showcasing his motivation, which you'll, mm. which again, like, like because of the guy, obviously the homeless guy who is Angstrom Levy, you know, that gets portaled away. Seeing what his existence is like, and probably what a lot of other Angstrom Levy's existence is like, it feeds into this motivation this guy's going to have, and. As always, a well-written Van Tang is a well-written villain. Same for Invincible and Omni-Man in this universe. They, if they've got a point of view that you can kind of understand in an, even in, in the most sadistic way, and it's not just, I'm bad because I'm bad, it makes it so much more effective. And yeah. that's the case for Angstrom Levy. And I can't wait to talk about him because I think he's... Oh, I'm so excited about him. So excited <laughs> so cool. about him. I love him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, so kind of we'll, we'll quickly go through the episodes. If there's anything that you want to speak about specifically, obviously just interrupt me and get it. I love seeing the blue twins back. I think they're great characters. I'm really glad that that, that they're still involved in stuff. Ultimately, we kind of get to see where where that goes. I like the fact that the first episode kind of sets up right. This is what the this is what the kind of overlying plot is going to be. But then you do get the invincible trying to kind of get his place back as as a superhero but also dealing with his girlfriend and stuff and it's like they do to me i'm not as interested in that side but they do do a good job where i'm it's like i don't i'm not like i can't be fucked watching this anymore just get back to the good stuff um what is there anything else like is there anything that you want to bring up specifically before we kind of like start talking about any of the other episodes and stuff I love the the opening of the main universe. With I love the way the music was used, the score, and just you know when he's flying through and the wave crashes over, and just showing like where he's at in his headspace. I thought was absolutely brilliant. I, mm. I just I just love that start to show where he's at as a character, how he's been feeling, and I just thought the the, the choice of music in particular was very very good. I thought and really got you back into as you, as you were saying like even without the recap. You immediately remember, like, okay, this is where he's at as a person right now, mm. and this is how he's feeling. I thought, and just him walking around all the devastation that he's helped cause, and how he's just kind of trying his best to just repair some of the damage in some way by doing all these different things. But he's just so dead inside, and he's just like, it's just doing it because he needs to do it. Um, I, oh, I just loved it. I love, I love that part of the episode. Yeah. I think that's my, probably my favorite part of the episode. Probably, they're doing a they're doing a great job of showing the the effects that the last season had on all the characters mm-hmm. with like just invincible's kind of like very almost it's almost like he's meandering through being a superhero yeah and yeah. then you're seeing the effects of what's happening to his mum like with her like kind of breaking down and like having to deal with the fact that in in the end of the last season like her husband of 20 years essentially called her oh, not, she's like a pet really rather than like you know the wife the mother of my child that's it's like they're they're tackling a lot of like heavy issues under the guise of this superhero genre and it's like you're sitting there going oh man there's a lot of blood and gore but also like i'm 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 feeling quite heavy right now 
it's it's a lot it's a lot to deal with yeah definitely. i was kind of enjoying the um atom eve thing that's going on with her uh she's able to basically be a renewable source of energy and resources and she can create buildings and whatnot from nothing and but yeah the, there's obviously some kind of story in there about the time it takes and effort to think and build something as opposed to just being able to instantly atomize whatever you want mm. uh, so i think i think that whole thing is uh, particularly in the second episode with the golden apple but oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah. that was good did you guys watch the art and eve special i'm mm-hmm. halfway through it it's really good i, 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 I really enjoyed good. it yeah, to, I really I'll enjoyed to, it. I'll need to add that to the list. Um, yeah. In fact, the, the list is quite smaller. I'll maybe watch that tonight. Um, but yeah, like to me, there's 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 nice world building stuff, as you say, like kind of how how we're dealing with the effects of of season one. I love the idea that they're rebuilding their Avengers and they've had to bring in, um, what's his name to kind of be the leader. The Invincible. Uh, the Immortal. Yeah, the Immortal. Oh, the Invincible. <laughs> amazing. The amazing Ross uh, Marquand. Like I fucking love that guy. I think yeah. the first thing I ever seen him in was is um was Walking Dead, and then I seen a video of him just doing all these like voice impressions of like all these mm. actors and stuff, and then obviously got the job as Red Skull for uh, yeah. the MCU and stuff. Fantastic actor, love him. Um, so yeah, like as we say that the cast stacked and stuff. I love the idea of rebuilding um with this like new guy, but yeah, like to me the first episode was very much like not a setup as to like remember what happened last series. But there was some nice battles. There was nice like fights and stuff. But the stuff that that really interested me was, um, the stuff with uh, what's his name, Angstrom. I thought that was yeah. really clever. They 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 are doing the superhero uh, movie cliche of after credits and stuff like that, which again I found fun. But yeah, like I think I feel like episode one was like a nice wee. As much as in the first series you had that guttural, what the fuck did I just watch? Whereas in this one, I felt like it was a nice wee kind of wander back into this world to refresh your memory of what we're what we had before and kind of give you an idea of what is to come. Don't get me wrong, the the final set piece with all the twins uh, from all the different multiverses mm. was so fucking cool. And again, it's like it, it reminds you as well of how for lack of a better term invincible invis- invincible is like you see all these massive fucking beings just beating the utter shit out of him while i think he's just armstrong's just sitting there going no please stop <laughs> i think he's got such potential to be such an interesting character as the yeah. series goes on Angstrom, like time. it's I, I i love characters in like shows like this who can like teleport or like portal places um, because I, I love that the the maneuverability a character has gives you so much scope for how they can be played or just how they can be used as a plot device. But the fact he has gone from in one episode to going, no, I'll use my powers for good and it'll be great to I'm going to fucking kill Invincible and I'm going to make him die and I'm going to kill him to death. It's great. That I, I speech, that speech was it. brilliant. That speech oh, at the end so was oh, Sterling even, K. Brown, man, he nailed it. Even the line as well before that, while that fight's going on and he's trying to stop the twins from 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 hurting Invincible, and he's like, "I won't build my utopia on blood." 
So you can tell that there is it's the same it's, it's any good villain you can tell in their core that they're, they're not evil like he's now kind of past that and he, he should be and probably will be evil but like stuff like with Doc Ock in the second Spider-Man movie it's like something has happened or something has changed him and has made him that way but ultimately you would hope that you can kind of turn him back and you can tell that, that, that there was or is a good person there um with him at one point but yeah as you say like the that was the after credit scene wasn't it uh, when we yeah, found him so. with a big like mane of like mane of brain would you call it it's just this yeah, big like, fucking hair yeah. piece of brain coming off him yeah. and it's and again it's one of these things where i'm going i don't think that translates well seeing that live action but in animation it, it, it suits mm. and it's like oh that's that's cool that's different and then even the look as well of um one of the twins that's half his face, half his face is like melted off, and it's just skull, and then the other half, fantastic, absolutely brilliant, loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also loved all the different, uh, <laughs> like the fake outs of the the joke, like the, the obviously the running gag of the invincible joke with the with the title of the oh, show. I, yeah. I, just, I just thought it was a really funny thing to do for your first episode back is just just have different moments where you just or they just say it. And, and, oh yeah, it was good. It was good. And just the pause that everyone had. <laughs> yeah. Just a, very, a good wink to the audience. Yeah, I like that bit too. So, anything else about episode one before I move on to episode two? No. So. Cool. That's fine. Um, so, episode two, yeah. Like, again, I, I feel like the episode to episode, you're going to have these kind of like, oh, this is Invincible saving the day while we've got a wee side moment going on while the background is what, what things are kind of happening. So, this again opens up with like Kim fighting a for lack of a better term, be villain um, to kind of come back, save the day. He's doing the whole Peter Parker thing where he's late to his graduation. This is where I believe what Paul's saying in terms of like the parody kind of stuff. But what were your what were your standout moments in episode two? Um, I'll start with you, Craig. Oh, good question. I'll, I'll let Paul talk about the fish. I think that he deserves that, <laughs> that platform. <laughs> um, I actually liked the, uh, Paul actually alluded to it already, but I, I liked the Adam Eve stuff. And again, as Joseph mm. talked about already, like the consequences like are, are there. Like it's not just a case of that she can just do all this stuff and everything's wonderful. Mm-hmm. There's a consequence to her using her abilities and not thinking things through. And that's what, again, I'm linking it to you as well, Andrew, now. But the, like the fact that when you have these overpowered beings, there has to be something yeah. that we can latch on to that either makes them more human or that, well, well, either increases their humanity in our eyes or gives them some kind of limitation. That's hers, is that she's not quite thought out the consequences of her ability and not pl- like using the appropriate planning and all these things. So to have that moment where she's done all these nice things, but no you know there, there's a reason why that didn't happen that yeah. there's a sinkhole there and this part's gone to shit you've ruined you know and I I, I I might have missed it did the, did the family die or were they just injured no they were just uh, injured they, they got out yeah they, they were just, just injured because right. I think the dad had a line so it was something like oh you're we were just it was everyone was so lucky that no one was killed or something like that right so but it was enough to mm-hmm. kind of give her that like kick up the arse of you you're mm-hmm. making things look as if it's so easy but you're not thinking about the consequences of your actions kind of thing she really she really britted up that situation didn't she yes jo- yes yeah jillian jacobs is doing a great job of voicing out eve she's brilliant yeah. uh, she yeah. is brit in community um the one of the standout moments of episode two was the was the cursed city 
for oh, me. Yeah. I, I loved, oh yeah i love that with like um because obviously like immortals back and now like they're hearing you know there's oh like um what's his name uh darkwing is that the the not batman yeah yeah. yeah. Um they're like, Oh, we've we've heard Darkwings in the cursed city. I'm like, Oh, that sounds really cool. And it's just like this bubble of evilness. I I yeah. love shit like that. It's so cool. And then like um they they take the piss out of Robin and the concept <laughs> yeah. of Robin. Yeah. It was it's just like, What, you're a psychic? No, I'm not I'm not a psychic. That's really offensive to we, say that. What is it? We don't use that word, it's disparaging. <laughs> we don't use, we don't use that, that word. So funny. <laughs> But I yeah, love, I loved I, I loved it. The idea as well of him, like when he's uh, when is it Cecil that's in his ear, and he's like, "Oh, when you're done mm. playing, when he's going in and out," and he's like, "Oh, this is so cool." And I was like, "No, it is. It is really cool. Invincible. That is really cool." It's it's wonderful. There, there's one bit that I really loved about episode one that I forgot. I thought it was in episode two. It's when that's he cool. goes back to school, and like Todd comes up to him and you're thinking oh todd's the way to kick off and he's like oh man yeah i heard about your dad and he just has this whole shell-shocked moment where you yeah. get that really the high-pitched ring i thought that was a really cool moment as well sorry to jump back to that nice i like but it no, good good show but yeah I, I, again it's 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 really clever concepts where it, you, you do get the parody of like batman and 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 things like that that, that do work and it's like even this stuff as well like where he sends him to like a shadow realm, very like Doctor Strange esque and stuff like that. Like it's really cleverly done and it's really well written in the sense of you can see, you can see what they're kind of like winking at, but it still seems fresh and new and and, and things like that. Mm. Loved it. Do, the, do you know the one thing I'm going to get my negative out of the way? The one thing I don't actually like, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I'm just missing something. I don't care about his mum. That's the one mm. character where I'm just like, yeah, I don't really care about your storyline. I could be wrong, though. Because I know there was a big part in this episode where she sees, is it the character Donald? Come back oh, down. Yeah. Um, and she gets a wee bit like kind of worried about it. I'm interested in that aspect of what's going on there. But it just seems as if, like, I know she's being like a protective mother and stuff like that. But, like, whenever whenever she's on the screen i'm kind of i kind of not zone out but i'm just like yeah this isn't this isn't the stuff mm. i'm i'm here for but yeah i think that's my only real complaint about the first two episodes really um, oh. i mean let's see uh i definitely really liked the fish i'm just gonna <laughs> put it out there like the we went down into atlantis uh the fish queen was there with uh, all of her royalness uh her beauty was apparent from the moment she was on screen you know so i was just saying you know i wish it had been that the custom was to marry the fish i think that'd be a much more interesting story but uh you know breaking boundaries and barriers and into the the fish people uh what what do the fish people live and do that's what i think those are the real questions but I also did like the rather large uh, sea monster that came out. And, uh, of course, we've found out now that Invincible kind of has the same weakness as the symbiote. He's got a problem with this specific noise. Yeah, uh, very interesting. As soon as he was clutching his ears, I kind of could tell that's where it was going. Yeah, very interesting as well. We got, um, what's his name, Cecil kind of being like, run that through R&D. And it's, I guess this is where the interest comes from. Uh, the mum's point of view where she's like you need to take care of him he's the, you can't just be playing like in charge he's the person blah 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 
and he's playing it and as what, if what we need is actually for the camera to zoom up on Cecil there and just go oh don't worry I'll take care of him and then <laughs> it's just him in a room with that noise just <sighs> yeah did we like the fake out with the, the, the small fish before the big fish came out I loved it. It yeah, was yeah. so telegraphed. Yeah. And it, but it was so good. Yeah. I, I loved how it looked like just a shitty little seahorse. Yeah. And, and it had a it, squeaky toy noise. It had a squeaky toy noise. That's what, what I was going to That's what I was going to say though. I love that they go for like because we did use the word grounded and I do see aspects of this that is grounded where you've got consequences and you've got all this stuff. But then you've got the absolute absurdity of when he puts the fish in a chokehold or the seahorse in a chokehold and you do get like a dog toy squeak where I was just like, ah, okay, right. This is, this is what this is supposed to be. Love the design of the big, um, Qui-Gon Jinn fish. I'm just going to call it anytime there's a bigger fish. He's a Qui-Gon Jinn fish. There's always um, a big fish. I was, I was going to say my negative is, uh, besides the multiverse shenanigans <laughs> is that I think at this early stage in the series, uh, I feel like there's no stakes. I know the stakes come a bit later on. I have no fear. I and this is a series where they're not afraid to kill off people, I think, but I don't really have any fear at all. Um, the, the only... You know I mean, for most of the characters. The only thing that I would go against that is because of their, their, their past, where mm -hmm. they are happy to kill whoever they want. The only person I don't think it will be scary is... on the penultimate or last yeah. episode. Like that, that oh, something will happen there, I'm sure. But just right now, it's just a bit like he's in. His literally, his name is Invincible. I'm not scared. You're gonna lose this fight, you know, or anything. The the weakness <laughs> thing was nice, obviously. Yeah, the one thing they do though, just the, any the... fight he's gonna be in, or even the the other characters just now. I feel like it's just a bit. They are leaving breadcrumbs, though, I would say. They are leaving breadcrumbs, mm. too, that as much as he's invincible, he's not all-powerful, other than the one that we've seen at the start of the episode, but that's because, in my opinion, that he's teamed with Omni-Man, he has that kind of presence about mm -hmm. him. But the one from Earth, from the show's kind of timeline, to me, he gets his arse kicked after Twins in episode one. He pretty much gets his arse kicked off the fish in here, and then uh, the after credit scene in this episode that we'll get to kind of shows him vulnerable as well which which i enjoy because but i do get what you're saying in terms of but we're early on like to me i think you don't need the stakes two episodes in but i do feel like in three four episodes time especially like the, the other thing i want to talk about is um the character played by let me get his name just now he's in um parks and recreation can't oh, Ben name. Schwartz. Yes, Ben Schwartz's character. Yeah, shout out, shout out to that. Yeah, we like Ben Schwartz oh, here as well. Oh, that's Ben Schwartz. Yeah. Fuck, yeah, I didn't even. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. I'm here for. No wonder I liked him. He's Sonic. <laughs> yeah. He is. How 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 can you argue against that? He's Sonic. I know, Paul. You fucking love I, Sonic. I, I do, I do, and I think he does a fine job in <laughs> Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like this idea, like, because I mean, again, it was something that was like. I feel like this show, and this isn't a bad thing, but it's something that I've noticed. It does kind of go, there's a lot of plate spinning. You've got mm -hmm. the mum stuff, and you've got Invincible stuff, and you've got Eve stuff, and you've got the the superhero group stuff, and you've got Cecil stuff. Like, So there is a lot kind of going on. So the first time I seen um, Schwartz's character, I'm going to try and get his name up, just no. Is it Shapesmith. Shapesmith, yes. The stuff with, with, with Shapesmith, like, I didn't really know what was going on with him, and then... 
by the time we got to the point where he was introducing himself to the group of superheroes, I was like, oh, this is menacing as fuck. Like, where he's like, oh, I'm like you guys. I'm a human that's got superpowers yeah. while it's showing this shit happening in the background. And I'm like, oh. Fuck. It's like, it's such a cool, fresh concept for like a superhero genre thing to have. Mm. For like these, these characters that can shapeshift and kind of make their appearance look like anything they really want to be like i think like there's other superhero genres that um should do something like that like i don't know marvel maybe could do something about like people who can change their face and and do that shit i mean i feel like you're getting at something here joseph and i and i feel like i don't like what you're getting at joseph it's like there there could be like an invasion that's done (laughs) in in secret secret that could be executed well I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not going to def- I'm not going to defend Secret it was fine. Like that was, that was fine. Um but yeah, like I I do agree with what you're saying though. This uh, this concept of this villain being so like again, it's just it, they, 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 for for superheroes like they should be OP. They should come across as terrifying. But the fact that he's kind of setting himself up is like, no, I'm just one of you guys, but he's quite clearly not. I I, I think he's going to be especially with Ben Schwartz playing him. I think he's going to mm. be very very important and interesting and stuff it make it makes you want to like him and it makes you want it makes you kind of like excuse the fact he's probably part of an evil plot yeah and you're like oh no he'll be fine it's ben schwartz we yeah. know ben schwartz we like ben schwartz but then this is the other thing as well i'm talking about sp- uh, plates spinning like we get the whole um lizard gang thing which <laughs> what the, what the fuck? was fucking hilarious but also the lizard league yeah, yeah fucking right. lizard league. Loved the stuff where it was like even they got like they got battered and then it comes back to them at the end and they're like even though they beat us this time we will we will come back stronger and he's like and it won't be that king lizard no it's going to be the supreme lizard and you can see people at the stadium rolling their eyes and stuff and then obviously king lizard comes back and you're just going what the fuck is happening? I know. I just I just love the idea of like a villain group having like just bad PR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they're like, it doesn't matter what they say about us on social media. Yeah. We are that, lizardly. Mate, that line absolutely sent me. Considering that I've just watched like uh, Gen V and obviously they, they do the whole like social media. The fact that it was just that one line where he's like, who cares what they're saying about us on Twitter? We will come back soon. You're just like, you. It, it feels gimp. like that part was ghost written for like, like Alex Jones to yeah. play. Could, could you imagine yeah and what 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 they say on social media is it, it, it's not true and you know like he's like going off on one that'll be great but i love the lizard league and the <laughs> fact that the the, uh, the like the superheroes are like oh fuck it's the lizard league again yeah we've got to deal with them again but again i feel like that comes back to the likes of like batman and stuff like obviously when you think about batman you think joker you think fucking like the main villains and stuff but then when you think back on like the adam west week to week episode and it's like oh we're dealing with a fucking penguin goons again like i like it i think it's funny mm. um did you both watch the the after credits for episode two that yeah. what happened in the, happened in the pentagon we see we see what's his name again uh um i'm angstrom levy Oh, oh yes, yeah, yeah, when he, yeah, yeah. yeah when he does his whole his whole like um he's on his bid for revenge now yeah i say after Good credits shit. there was literally like three credits and then it comes back on mm-hmm. um but yeah i love that i love that i'll come to you craig like what were you because obviously you 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 kind of spoke about your joy of angstrom levy so you want you want to take it away with the after credits 
Yeah, I, th- I think it was a smart thing to do because I think that the, the, the you don't want to you know, blow your whole load on your villain straight away. You, you, there's, a, there's a whole season to come. Yep. You know, I, 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 I like I like the idea of them them just putting him in there as a little teaser at the end of the episode and showing that, you know, this this journey on to, you know, to try and get Invincible has really begun and he's, and he's really going for it now. Uh, and just also showing his more ruthless side already. Like, mm. he, he immediately is like, I'm, I'm not going to help you, fuck off. I need to get any fucks off. Um, I also really like the um, the fact that Cecil and the other guy was uh, a woman in this, and uh, just show, show, showing the, the slight difference in, in the character, and the animation was really cool as well. It's the thing That's that it. I'm going to compliment the most because it's the thing I think that Marvel are doing oh so wrong. Um, I love the fact that you got the female versions of Cecil and and uh, Donald, yeah. and like to me, other than Loki season one, where we got alligator loki and kid loki and 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 things like that they haven't really and again like technically we got it with spider-man but that was just a really clever way of bringing back toby and andrew and they've not really touched the multiverse in that sense there's an after credit scene in ant-man i won't talk about it because it's kind of prevalent to what's happening just now but that didn't really do much for me either. Whereas this, this is like that's just really cool to me. Where it's like, oh, in this universe, it's an old lady and a lady with a ginger bob. Like I like that. It's cool. It's funny. I like it. Um. So yeah, like very cool after credit scene. It definitely felt. It definitely kind of sets him up to be like, oh, he's traveling to other multiverses to find the weakness of Invincible to see how Omni Man was maybe defeated. Because I don't think. I don't think he says um, what is it he says after our ultimatum they ambush my dad with experimental quantum bombs I don't think that's not him confirming that Omni-Man's dead because he says it still cost him like half a Europe or something like that but like to me I'm going like when Paul's saying there's no stakes I'm going yeah but that's something like we know that's like that there is a world out there or a universe out there where this happened so it's like to mm. me there are stakes but we will get to said stakes. Yeah. I mean, also, like, you've also got the actual Viltrumite threat itself. Like, that's mm. not going away. Like, they're yeah. not, they're not, they're just going to accept that Earth is just not going to join them because yeah. Omni-Man left. Like, either he's coming back with an army or they're just going to come themselves. Um, mm. So that's, that, that, that may not be happening this season. Maybe that's a future season problem, but that's coming. You yeah. know, you know so there, there, is, there is stakes for sure. Yeah. But that's us for the first two episodes. We obviously have so much more to come. I believe, is this eight, ten episodes? Do we know? Probably eight. I think it's eight because the last season was eight. Yeah, so you would imagine it's eight. So so we've got another six weeks of this. That'll be a fun thing to squeeze in between pantomime. Um, So yeah, we've got more (laughs) episodes of this to come. So make sure you tune in to the With Mates podcast on Spotify, Apple, like, share, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Um, Joseph, where can the lovely people find you and all you do online? The lovely people can find me in the uh, abandoned um, sort of shipping shed that housed my cloning facility, which is my Twitter page, at Joseph Boone. Um, And the wonderful people can find my voice where, when it's not all bunged up and and horribly flammy as it is now, uh, you can find it on... um, Marvel Moves app with the X-Men Age of Orcus storyline. As Iceman, you can uh, find me coming up, hopefully, in an independent game that's being made in Dundee by Posmonaut Games. Check them out. And I've got one thing to plug. Just very, like, literally has just cropped up now. Um, If you go onto 
Bethesda.net on the mods section, you are able to check out America Rising 2, the long-awaited successful sequel to America Rising, Tale of the Enclave, um, where I play the wonderful Sergeant Major Myers. Uh, uh, Sergeant Major? No, Chief Engineer Myers. I've forgotten his name already. Um, it is a mod that has been made by a wonderful friend of mine at Ottonello on Twitter and he uh, has spent five years making the sequel to this mod um, it includes 24 main quest storylines for Fallout 4 um, where you help build the Enclave back up to its glory or destroy them 8,000 lines of dialogue from a cast of wonderful and wonderful people it was a pleasure to be a part of so please check it out if you enjoy Fallout Fallout 4 and the mods that come with it it's available on both PC and Xbox uh, where you can get download your mods so check that out fuck Xbox our baby boon is everywhere Craig where can the lovely people find you? <laughs> well I'm now kind of transitioning away from X and Twitter I think I'm kind of it's become a bit bit of a a wild cesspit over there so I'm not going to plug that anymore uh, so you can find me on threads you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Craig Andrew Mooney oh, it's like gold dust it's and like it's gold and even, start, with, you... even with a sore throat even with a sore throat yeah. still <laughs> I didn't start using threads more I don't usually use th- I've got yeah. threads we're on everything oh mate it's it's good. It's good. It's good. It, the, 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 community, the community is growing there Ooh. now. Like um, a bunch of people, a bunch of people have made the jump. Nice. So yeah, I'd recommend it. I've definitely yeah. got it. But thank me. So if you want to follow me, I'm at and Alf the Grey on all social media platforms. That's X, Facebook, Threads, Instagram, TikTok. I'm everywhere. Uh, if you want to follow the podcast, we're at With Mates Pod or With Mates Podcast on all social media platforms. We'll be much more active on TikTok now, uh, just because. Times are getting busy, and we don't have time for full podcasts, so we'll be doing some non-spoiler, quick one-minute videos on TikTok if you want to check them out. If you want to check the podcast out, make sure you're subscribing on Apple and Spotify. We have Gen V, the finale's done. We will have a Loki finale up very, very soon. Obviously, we've got the Invincibles. Myself and the wonderful Lara done one on Five Nights at Freddy's, so if you're a horror fan and you've seen that movie, definitely check that out. Myself, oh, by the way, yeah. Paul left. <laughs> I just realised I hadn't even addressed that. Paul left. Um, he had something come up. I need to. That's why I put the chat up there because he sat and wrote out a little note to show me on camera that he had to leave. We've got a chat where he could have just typed it in. But anyway, um, yeah. If you want to follow us, we've got this. But myself, Baby Boone, and Craig Andrew Mooney have a wonderful little competition going on. Check out our fantasy movie draft 2023. It's on the podcast feed. It's getting tight, boys. It's getting tight. I didn't realise as well, Mooney, uh, Hunger Games is out this week, this coming Friday, so we will know your position with that, we'll know the Marvel's position with me, mm-hmm. we've all still got two or three films to come, but it's getting close, closer than I, I think any of us actually Rebel thought. Moon comes out, I'm, sl- I'm landsliding my way to victory. I thought you meant Everyone landsliding loves- all the way to the bottom of the fucking list. Mate. Everyone, and I mean everyone, loves Zack Snyder. <laughs> I thought you were going to He's say not him at all. I love. I thought you were going to be like everyone. I mean, everyone is talking about Rebel Moon. Everyone's no, talking about Rebel Moon. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> anyway, you know the drill: like, share, subscribe. It really does help up the podcast out. Make sure you're commenting. Are you watching Invincible? What are you thinking? What are your thoughts? Check out all the old ones, uh, the prior series that we've reviewed. But anyway. We're all done for this time. Thanks for listening. Latest on the main, Think, Mark. Think. Who'd win in a fight? Omni-Man or Homelander? Omni-Man. Homelander. <laughs>